Hi guys, welcome to Demetrius's TED Talk. Today we are actually going to be talking about Valentine's Day. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, I wanted to shoot this podcast on Valentine's Day itself, but I completely ran out of time. Um, So we're going to shoot it on Wednesday, the day before I post this. Now, I usually don't take and I don't I usually don't wait till the last minute to upload. I mean, to actually record videos. But you know what? I said, you know what? I'm just going to take the day, take the week exactly where it takes me. And I'm not going to force myself to do stuff and to force myself i'm just gonna take it easy i'm just gonna take it nice and relaxing i have a week off of school and i and it's been going really good i love it but i do work most of the time during the day anyway so it's really not a vacation for me but i'm used to working i'm always used to working if i'm not making money if i'm not doing something productive i do not like the way i am being so i was doing a lot of research and i actually got into and i'm gonna make a whole entire podcast about this cryptocurrency like bitcoin dogecoin i was doing a lot of research about it and i saw the history of it and i want to make a whole entire different podcast about this so i'm not going to go really deep into this and i'm also going to make a whole entire show episode on don't trust what you see on demetriusirujo.com all about cryptocurrencies so it's going to be like a three-way collaboration so cryptocurrencies, I, I'm just going to explain it really, really, really broadly. It's a different form of payment that has been out since. So I'm talking about Bitcoin in particular. Bitcoin has been out since 2011 and it's a new futuristic approach to the USD or dollars or I mean, not just USD, but the whole entire world currency. So instead of using dollars to pay for something, in the future, we would actually, in in Bitcoin's founder's mind, we would actually use Bitcoin to pay for something. But right now, it's very, very volatile. Volatile? I I can't even really say the word right, but it's actually really the rates as at which it is valued is in. It's fluctuating so much that even if you were to pay somebody in it, it may get devalued or it may get overvalued. So it's like either way, if it gets way, way overvalued and you trade your Bitcoin in for, let's just say, a Tesla because Elon Musk just now announced that he's now going to be up. He's going to be accepting Bitcoin as a payment for a Tesla. So let's just say you buy one Tesla worth $50,000 a Tesla Model 3 with one Bitcoin it's worth $55,000 and let's just say for perfect conditions one Bitcoin is $50,000 and the in the Tesla is $50,000 you trade one Bitcoin in for the Tesla now let's just say the day after you buy this Tesla Bitcoin as a whole goes up to $55,000 now you 
you look at the price of Bitcoin and you're like, wow, I really, I really should have waited because I could have bought that car today and still had $5,000 left over. But then in Tesla's mind, they're like, wow, I have a whole Bitcoin now. I, I just made $55,000 on a car that's only $50,000. Now let's look at the opposite way. What if you were to buy a Tesla with the Bitcoin, one Bitcoin, $50,000, and then all of a sudden it decreases by $5,000. Now Tesla is out $5,000. They don't have a positive $5,000. They have a negative $5,000. So now you traded one Bitcoin in for a Tesla, and the Tesla is $50,000. You paid them $45,000, and they had to accept that because they accepted it the, the day before. This is really, really bad for the company because now they're taking a loss on that car. Now, unless you are a stupid person, you do not take out that Bitcoin unless you made more or you, you made the same amount. So hopefully, in a perfect conditions, Elon Musk does not take out the Bitcoin unless he actually made the same amount or more. So let's just hope for his sake and the company's sake and the future of Tesla, he does not take that out. But that's just one example. And people have many, many examples. So I'm going to get into that a lot more on the independent podcast of cryptocurrency as a whole. And I'm going to be talking about that on the Don't Trust What You See show available on DemetriusRigio.com. We upload every Monday and Friday. So let's get into Valentine's Day. So Valentine's Day to me is a day that I not I don't spend it with relationship like people that I have a relationship with because every single Valentine's Day I never had a relationship and I would never ever let my relationship be out in the public anyway and I really don't like public relationships at all I don't like relationships that revolve around social media in particular like youtube like clickbaiting your relationship it's just very very toxic so if i if i was ever going to get into a relationship i would keep that private so nobody would ever know that i'm in a relationship with somebody unless you are my personal friend and i talk to my friend about that if it was to get exposed that i am dating this person then i would say yes we are dating but i would like to keep my relationship private now, the reason why I would like to keep the relationship private once I do get into a relationship is because I feel like as soon as you've released that info that you are dating somebody into the into the wild, then they start comparing you to your relationship partner, whoever that whomever that may be. So say that your partner is doing better than you, then people start comparing your partner to you and saying, oh, well, your partner's doing way better in views, let's just say followers than you. You don't deserve them. And, I mean, who are they to tell you who you deserve and who you do not deserve? They are not in the right mind at all. They are in complete wrong to be judging you and your relationship status and you and your your ability to get a girlfriend or boyfriend. Now, that's my idea, but there is also other examples of how it could be exploited online. So say not only the clickbait part, but say that your relationship, every single time you have a video with your relationship partner, it does really, really well. Now, as soon as you make a video alone, everyone in the comments is, is like, oh, whoa, where's your girlfriend? Where's your boyfriend? Oh, wait, where's your relationship partner? Now, 
they they go and they're like, oh, I don't like you alone. I like you two together. Now, you and her both get this mentality that you are not good enough without each other. That is not a good mentality to have in a relationship. In a relationship, you need to understand that you are just fine without each other. And that's what would make the relationship the best. If you realize that you do not need each other to survive because of the time that you spend alone is the time that you grow stronger. And not a lot of people understand this because they think that, oh, I want to spend all my waking moments of of awake time with my partner, but they don't understand the implementation, the implementation, I can't even say that word, the implementations of that. It's the fact of you're going to get tired and tired of your partner annoying you or asking or the little, little things that annoyed you is going to multiply like by 20 fold. So it doesn't even matter if it was the littlest thing, if it was their chewing, if it was their constant asking questions, if it was their nudging, if it was their, I don't even know, whatever it may be. That little thing that they do that annoys you is going to multiply and it's going to annoy you even more because now you're already on the edge and you don't have any free time. Now, if you had free time to go say on a walk or with your friends or, or, game a little bit or go on the computer and edit a video or whatever you wanted to do alone and not with your partner, you are not going to be fully recharged if you did not do that thing. If you spend all your waking moments with your partner, you would get tired of each other and eventually you will break up. Now, that's what I feel like. I feel like relationships shouldn't be 100% together. And that's that's true in so many different of different ways. I watch Emma Chamberlain's podcast, and she was talking about this exact thing. She was talking about how relationships should be built off of trust. Relationships should be built off of the fact that you do not need each other to survive. And the faster you realize that, the better you will be. If you think that you need your partner to feel successful, then that is not a great relationship, and you should get out of that. Because at the end of the day, you're, that relationship is n- most likely not going to last forever. And you can't force them to stay with you forever. If both sides of the relationship are not happy, or at least one side of the relationship is not happy, then both sides of the relationship are eventually going to get unhappy. It's just, it's just that's how it works. And I heard this from multiple, multiple people. So she was talking about, in particular, the love language aspect of Valentine's Day. Now, I would, on Valentine's, rather have somebody's attention, and I would rather feel like I am listened to rather than getting presents. I would rather get um, attention than presents. That's what I would do. And... Not a lot of people feel the same exact way because a lot of people have their different love language. I would rather, I mean, I don't really want presents at all. I hate presents. I hate asking for people for stuff. I I hate asking people for stuff, I should say. And even on my birthday, I'm like, listen, I really don't want anything. If I wanted something, I would just buy it. And that's what's so hard. And I... I I mean, it's not even hard. It's like the most stupid thing to complain about. And I'm not even complaining. I just don't like receiving stuff at all. And I'm not 
selfish. I'm not selfless for saying this. I'm not, I don't really care if anyone calls me whatever. I'm just saying my full on opinion. So I don't really like receiving stuff. I feel like once I receive something, I'm like, oh, well, now I have to get this person something. And they, they're like, no, 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 I don't want anything. I'm like, listen, I'm not going to just accept a gift from you and not pay you back for it. Listen, I don't want to accept gifts. I hate gifts. So when my family asked me, oh, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, you know what? Get me whatever you want. If you literally got me a dollar, then I would be fine. I don't care. Get me a card with no money in it. I don't care. I had people forget my birthday, and I do not care at all. I do not care if anyone forgets my birthday. I don't care if my parents forgot my birthday. I don't care. So it's not the fact that I hate my birthday. It's not the fact that I hate Christmas. I love Christmas, and I love my birthday. I love getting the attention, and that's what it is. I love getting the attention, but I hate getting the presents. Just like if I was to win like an Emmy or whatever, I do not need an award. I would just need the recognition, and that's the fact of it. So I don't need a million, like if I was going to win the lottery or whatever, I don't need to win the lottery. I, I really, I hate the lottery because the chances of you winning is one in, what is it, 135 million? So the chances and the odds are not in your favor at all. And that's what people don't get when they, when they scratch away the lottery. You don't see a lot of lottery places in California. You don't see a lot of lottery places in New York. Because those are where successful people are. You see lottery places in the Commonwealth areas. The places that um, are not wealthy at all and actually have assisted living or they have food stamps. So that's where you see the lottery places. Especially in the state that I live in. There's a lot, a lot of lottery places everywhere. And that's because of the reason of there's Commonwealth where I live. And with Commonwealth, there is desperate times. There's desperate times and desperate measures. Oh my God, I cannot talk today. There's desperate times and desperate measures. Wow. And because people are so desperate, they would literally spend anything to have a small, small chance of winning something big. That's why Mr. Beast's videos online of him trying to give away like say and even Do David Dobrik he sold a puzzle and you had a chance of winning anywhere from 50 cents to a million your chances of winning a million are very very slim and it's $60 so you could get that $60 in the stock market or even bitcoin like the cryptocurrencies I would talk I was talking about this um the beginning of this podcast that $60 is eventually going to turn into 100 would you rather have a 100% guaranteed of your money getting bigger or would you have a small small chance of winning big or winning nothing so that's the thing and that's the thing not many people want to hear when they are investing in the investing in the lottery and that's not even investing because you're not going to make the return it's only a return if you're playing on their dime. If you got a $3 scratch ticket years ago and you won $5, you waited like a week, you you cashed in the $5 scratch ticket and you got a $2 scratch ticket. You won on that $5 scratch ticket, two more dollars. Now you have 
$5 altogether. You still have $5. Then you wait the next week and you get another $1 scratch ticket. You win on that one. You get a dollar. So you still have $5. And you just keep playing on their dime. If you lose the $1, you still have the 4 So, I mean, that you should be playing on their dime. And once somebody wins the lottery, they get very, very excited, like my mom gets. If she buys a $5 scratch ticket and she wins $20, she immediately spends a $20 scratch ticket. I wouldn't. I would never do that. If I won on a $20 scratch ticket, I would immediately pull out my money and run for the hills. I would run for the hills and the nearest bank account I could find, put it right in the bank account and invest in the stock market or invest in cryptocurrencies, which is Bitcoin, Dogecoin, um, Stellar. There's a lot of different cryptocurrencies. There's like 180 million. So my mentality changed a lot over time. And the faster you learn that even if you win the lottery and then you eventually just spend it all on drugs or expensive cars or expensive houses and not good areas that's not going to make your money back the the faster you learn all of this that it's not it's not going to give you anything to have the newest phone it's not going to give you anything to spend 250 dollars to fix your cracked phone from apple the apple store like i recently went to the apple store to get my phone fixed and they were going to charge me 250 dollars now looking at that on that moment i was like hmm do I really want to spend this $250 to fix my phone? Now, my phone is cracked, but I don't care that much. Is the phone being cracked worth $250? No, it's not. It's really not. If I really wanted to fix my phone really, really bad, I would look at that $250 and I would say, hmm, let me wait a couple days. Let me invest $250 into Tesla, into whatever, and see how much money I am actually losing. You do that. You see how much money you could have lost. The Tesla price went up today. $250 could have turned into $260 or $251. Instead of losing the $250, I actually gained money. So... And that's the experiment that I did. I took that $250 and I invested it to see what what it got me. I invested it in Bitcoin and then I switched Bitcoin to Dogecoin. Dogecoin is down right now. Okay, so my trial did not really work for the next couple days. So three days ago, I did this. A couple days later, uh, Dogecoin is still down. You know what? It's down 6%. Eventually... It's going to go up, up, and it's going to keep going up 10%, 15%, 20% up. I know for a fact I have a chance of my money making money for me inside of Dogecoin. But my money making money for me by fixing my phone is not the correct approach to this. Because if I really, really did not like my cracked screen, I could put that $250 towards a new phone. Which I want to do. As soon as Apple releases a new phone in September, I'm going to get that new phone. Because now I saved the $250 and I put it in cryptocurrency. That's going to make me more money. Now, while that's making me money, I'm going to 
settle with my cracked phone until September. It is February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September. There's seven more months, seven more months until Apple releases a new phone. If their scheduled time is on time, they usually uh, schedule a new phone every September. So when September comes around, let's see the new phone. Let's see the specs of it. Let's see if it's so much more, so much better than the iPhone XS Max, which is the one that I have. And if it is, I will invest in that one. But I feel like, I feel like people should look at life in this way. And people really should. Because if people were looking at life and saying, wait a second, do I really need this $2,000 Gucci outfit? Do I really need to do that? The answer 99.99999 times would be no. Money when transferred to something not making you money, is worthless. But there are different there are different ways of looking at it. There is ways of looking at it as in you're investing in yourself, in your appearance. But personally, I would look at a, Gucci, a person wearing Gucci the same exact way as a person wearing Walmart clothes. So to me, that's not an investment in appearance. That's an investment in how far down the stupid train you are so i don't know i would never buy very very expensive outlet i mean an outfit that wouldn't make me money i would buy a suit and tie because that would make me money that would make me look really really professional and that would make me look fashionable like i really like that style i like the fact that people can wear a suit and tie and look like a businessman and look like you know exactly what you're saying whatever comes out of your mouth it feels to me like you are not lying. I love the fact that just a, a plain outfit that can transform people's opinions on you. That's what I like. But I do not like the fact of Gucci. I do not like the fact of Louis Vuitton. I do not like the fact of any hybrid like, um, what's that? What's that one? I forgot what it was called. I forgot what the other high-brand one is, but it's... Um, <laughs> huh, I totally forgot. I don't think it's Gap. I don't think it's Gucci. Huh. Wow, I totally... Sh I, I have emails coming in. I don't know why. But I totally forgot what the outfit was called, but it's a really, really high-end retails a retailer and it's kind of like gucci it's kind of like louis Vuitton, but they were selling like a hammer for like a thousand dollars and people were saying why do you need this hammer it's a thousand dollars they were like what they're selling a hammer i didn't even know i just wanted to wait in line listen people are so dumb they would wait in line and it'd be like oh wait this is a line i was just standing here like what listen you don't even know what you're doing and that just goes into the conclusion of people really don't know how to act. People really don't know how to make money. People really don't know anything. And that's just a, a prime example of how stupid the human race actually is. And I'm included in this. I'm literally very stupid. I do not know many of many of things. But when I actually put the time and effort into researching, into, into everything, then I am better off. 
And that's what people need to do. If everyone just wakes up, starts doing research on stuff, starts doing the proper mindset reset that I did, then a lot of people would be better off. If people had the mentality of, okay, do I really need the $60 outfit that James Charles just released? No. No, no, not even $60 outfit. $60 sweatpants. Do I really need these $60 sweat shirt that James Charles just released? No. I feel like people really don't know the full implications of what they just purchased. In a James Charles example, let me just use him as an example. I love, I personally love James Charles. I have nothing wrong with it. I love him. So, his outfits are really, really expensive because he's he's a celebrity. He's a influencer. And those two things are hand in hand right now. So, it doesn't even matter. He sells a whole entire outfit for $120. Say you get paid $380 per week. You just spent one-fourth of your pay on one outfit. When you can easily went to Walmart and got the same exact thing for probably lesser quality, but a lot cheaper. I mean, yeah. So, and even my quality shirts, they're my quality shirts, sweaters, sweatpants, whatever. They're very, very good quality. And you can't really get that at Walmart. I don't like Walmart clothes personally. So that doesn't even, that defeats the purpose of my statement. But I feel like people really should be paying attention more of what they're spending and paying more attention on what they're gaining and what their investments are and how are they making money. Because instead of having one avenue of of money coming in, like a uh, a job, for example, they can have many rent, um, values of money coming in. They can have... Uh, let's just say cryptocurrencies coming in. They ha- they can have uh, stock market currencies coming in. They can have like thousands of thousands of different um val- ways of money coming into their bank account. And that's just from their one source of income. And that's multiplied by five. And then you just expanded your money, the $380 or however much you make per week. And it just expanded into different sectors. So, I feel like that's really, really, really good to know for people. That's really, that's a really different mindset that people should be looking at. And they should actually be looking at how and where their money actually goes. Because on most of the time, it their money goes to... um. Like when you buy from big, big box stores, they have factories in China that they have kids working day and night. Do you really want to support a company that has um, child labor? Do you really want to support a company that gives all of their or 10% of profits to an organization that hates people that they support or they're supposed to support, quote unquote? So I feel like before actually buying from a company they should do research and find the company's motives and if it does not align with yours you shouldn't buy from them i no longer support amazon i don't buy from them anymore because i don't support them and i don't care if anyone else does everyone can do exactly what they love doing and i don't care if you do or you don't 
people have the ability to make choices on their own and it should be 100% your choice. If you don't want to shop from Amazon, don't. If you don't want to go on Twitter, don't. If you don't want to go on Facebook, Instagram, anything, don't. You're, nobody's forcing you to go on YouTube. Nobody's forcing you to go on TikTok. And that's what I find very, 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 very weird about this generation. People act like somebody forced them to go on their page on TikTok and forced them to see them. No, if you don't like the person, block them. You don't have to hate them. If they're quote unquote canceled, then just stop watching them. If you hate them so much, why are you spending your time and energy toward disliking their video and commenting and being the for first person to dislike their video? What is that doing for you? Absolutely nothing. Spreading, spreading hate is literally not helping you at all. Telling somebody that they're ugly is not going to help you at all. So why do it? Why do stuff that doesn't help you out in the long run? I don't get it. And this is exactly why I hate the the big tech. I hate big tech because they don't they say, Oh, I hate hate speech, but then they won't crack down on the people actually committing hate speech. They only care about the people committing hate speech when it's when it's opinions that they don't agree with. If it's an opinion that's saying that you are ugly, they they don't care. But but if it's hate speech that says that Let's just use this as an example. Let's just say a government official is acting very, very stupid. And people point out the fact that they're being very, very stupid. And then TikTok censors their video and says that it's hate speech. But then at the same exact time, this one person that made that video is getting attacked and called ugly. And called, oh, fix your pimples. Oh, you're so ugly. I don't know how you're even on this app. I'm surprised you didn't break the mirror. I'm surprised you didn't break your phone from looking at it. Like... How is that not hate speech? The the absolute hypocrisy on these apps are ridiculous and it's getting out of control. These same exact people that say that they hate hate speech are the same people calling people on the opposite side of them ugly. And how did you not break that, that mirror in back of you? These are the people that we're dealing with. And it's disgusting, and I don't care if you're on my side of agreeing with me or not. I do appreciate you stopping by and listening to this podcast every single week. And I wanted to actually talk about what's ha going to be happening on all of my platforms in the, in the coming weeks. And actually starting today. Today, I mean starting a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking about this, but I'm only going to be talking about non-political stuff on this podcast. So if you want political stuff, head over to DemetriusRivergeo.com. On Don't Trust Where You See the Show, available on DemetriusRivergeo.com, I'm going to be talking about all political stuff. So I separated the two. And I wanted to separate the two because I wanted to have a an escape for somebody, an, es an escape for me at the same exact time. And I wanted to have another place that I can talk about exactly what I wanted to talk about and dig into deep, deep details and deep into all of the evidence to prove exactly what I believe in. That's exactly why I created Don't Trust What You See. So everything's independently funded. I don't have any sponsors on that episode or on that show at all. So DemetriusRivergeo.com, all independently sponsored by you guys at shop.demetriusRivergeo.com. And I know that if you are watching the podcast video, my, lit, my light is dying right now and my camera is dying. So everything's dying. 
Um, so I think this has been one of the longest podcasts ever, and I and I really enjoyed you guys and enjoyed the talk that we had today. I spent about what thirty five minutes or so just talking to you guys. I love just sitting here and talking to you guys. And on that note, if you do hear music in the background, that's my sister blasting music for some reason. Hopefully, I don't get copyright. Hopefully, on YouTube, listen, please, YouTube, YouTube gods, please don't copyright me. But anyways, on that note, thank you for watching me every single week. And if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm sorry. It's very dark. But if you're watching this or listening to this on any platform, thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to me. And I'm just very grateful. But I really hope that you did have a great and wonderful Valentine's Day. I hope that you had a great and wonderful every single holiday. So, well, until next week. I hope you guys have a great, great day, and I will see you guys next week. Bye.